How about an amazing lesson from a letter that's not there? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks. Growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. We're up to the Torah portion of Vayechi, final portion of the book of Bracious of Genesis, and within Vayechi, the blessings that Yaakov gives to each of his sons, and within the blessing that he gives to Yehuda, who is destined for leadership, destined for monarchy, destined to be the ancestor to the Davidic dynasty and Mashiach, the ultimate monarch to come forth from the stock of David through Yehuda, or Yehuda through David, as actually indicated in the text itself, where Rashi understands Ad Shiloh, Shiloh is a hint to Mashiach, look in Rashi on the Parsha. But within this paragraph, Rabbeinu Bechaye notes, we have every letter of the Hebrew alphabet except for the Zion. There's no letter Zion, the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet does not appear in this bracha. Now, if that letter didn't appear and five or six or seven other letters didn't appear, we probably would not draw attention to this. But all of the other letters are found within this bracha, and the Zion is not. And Rabbeinu Bechaye considers this to be an element of quite significance, and has multiple approaches in understanding the message, and I'd like to look at two of them. One approach is that the letter Zion, the number seven, not being here, is because Yehuda himself is so seven that we don't have to have the number seven within this paragraph. How is Yehuda so seven? Well, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, then Jacob's sons, Reuven, Simon, Levi, Judah. Judah, Yehuda, is the seventh of the system of the foundational fathers and development of the Jewish people. He is a number seven. Now, you can't talk seven without also highlighting day number seven. And Shabbos and Yehuda are tightly tied together. Yehuda, whose trait is that of hoda'ah, modeh, Toda, all terms of acknowledgement, admission, recognizing that there's something outside of myself that I must display my appreciation of and my honor to. Those are all in the term of Yehuda. Quite significant, by the way, because we are called after Yehuda, Judeans, Jews. That's the name given to us for a good block of our history because of the traits of Yehuda. Yehuda and Shabbos are linked together. The song of Shabbos, each day of the week, has a song a psalm tied to that day of the week, Mizmor Shir Liyom HaShabbos, the song of Shabbos, Tov Lahodos LaHashem. Good, appropriate, correct to be Lahodos, to be acknowledging, praising, thanking God. And Yehuda and Shabbos are linked together. He is a number seven as far as where he fits into the development of our people. And he matches the seventh day of the week. And the seventh day of the week is a day upon which we reflect this idea of Lahodos. Um, the text describes Yoducha Achecha. Yehuda is known for his own heroic acknowledging his error and admitting that he's at fault in the story of Yehuda and Tamar. And relates probably as well to Yehuda as a, as a tribe and as a concept of Yehuda being the antithetical to idolatry because we have a constant recognition of the true source of our success. That's all Yehuda, tied to Shabbos, tied to 
the theme of seven, and hence no need to have the letter Zion in his blessing. Rebbeinu B'chayah has another track, though, opposite direction. It's not that there's something so blatantly seven over here, or so blatantly Zion, as to omit the Zion, but there's a message in avoiding the Zion, because the Zion is another word for a weapon. In fact, if you look at a Zion as it's written in a Torah, it looks like a dagger. It's drawn with a, almost as if a blade coming down from a handle, and Zion, clay Zion, are weapons. Zion is a way of referring to a weapon. And Yehuda, as leader, as monarch, kings, kings of Israel who led their soldiers in battle, would generally be associated with a sword. Not having the sword in the blessing of the king, not having the sword in this Yehuda package, indicates that much as we will at times have to utilize that sword, it's not the sword that is the source to our success. The king of Israel had to always carry a Torah. He didn't have to always carry a sword. He couldn't go anywhere without a Torah scroll held at his side. That's our real energy pack, the Torah. And the sword, tangential. Maybe yes, maybe no, maybe need the dagger, maybe not. But even when we do, we understand that, that is not our real source of success. It's our connection with God, our acknowledgement, back to the other theme of Yehuda, our recognizing the true source of our energy that is really our focus. And hence, the avoidance of the reference to the sword within the Yehuda package. Most of us aren't walking around carrying daggers or swords anyway. Well, I shouldn't say that, given how many now are carrying some way or another some, some type of a uh, tool of protection. But, um, regardless, we are not typically walking around with a literal Zion, a literal dagger uh, in our holster. And most of us aren't going to be king. But we can learn this lesson that even when we have to turn to various physical tools, physical entities for our success, whether it's our material success, our business pursuits, and the enormous amount of focus we have right now, of course, on the day-in, day-out uh, situation in Israel where, thankfully, so many new tools, so much new weaponry, so much new technology, but therefore also such great risk of starting to view that as the source of our salvation. And remembering, keep the Zion at the distance, keep the sword out of the focus. We have to use it, but not to become dependent, not to start worshiping that and turning our hopes and our dreams and aspirations to the iron domes of the world, the daggers, the high tech, the various tools we use in our different endeavors for our own advancement in physical, medical, military um, endeavors. Letter of Zion, not there. Two messages in Yehuda being so seven as not to have the number seven reflected and so detached from the weaponry as to not make that the focus and understand that that's really secondary to the primary focus, that Torah that the king carries, the acknowledgement of, of Hashem captured in the name of Yehuda, taking these messages to heart, becoming people of greater gratitude, greater recognition of what Hashem is doing for us, greater appreciation and greater capacity of declaring that, articulating that, 
less and less dependent, less and less focused on the other material tools that become the agents of Hashem for our success can certainly catapult us all to be the type of people who will be far more likely to achieve our attacks.